0: I couldn't be more excited to announce that the official Noose and Seeing Other People merch collab is finally here. I put so much care and thought into the designs for this line. I really wanted each product to represent seeing other people and this community. And when I think of seeing other people and all of the listeners and the family here, I think of how empathetic we all are and how communicative we are and how we all want to provide each other with comfort. And so I really incorporated those values into all of the products. And there are shirts that say emotional support human. There's a sweatshirt that says double text. There is a long sleeve that says emotionally available and so much more. Check it out at www.wearenoose.com. That's N-U-S. And of course, links are in bio on all social platforms. I'm so excited. Check it out and let me know what you guys get. I'm, I can't wait to see it on you. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. On today's episode, I sit down with a woman who shares what she went through when she caught her boyfriend hooking up with a stripper. She tells us what it was like finding this out, how she reacted to it, and how it impacted her dating life short-term and for years to come. We discuss wanting to change people, Not having our needs met in situationships and lying to ourselves about what kind of relationships we're really ready for. Seeing other people unfiltered is presented by Mindset Wellness CBD. If you haven't tried Mindset Wellness CBD or any CBD for that matter, you are missing out. Mindset Wellness CBD's products, all of their gummies are gluten free, vegan, non GMO, organic, and they taste incredible. They have helped my anxiety, they've helped me sleep at night, and I couldn't recommend them more highly head to cbd.com and use code seeing other people at checkout for 10% off and free shipping. All right, and welcome to Unfiltered. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you. Would you mind introducing yourself and sharing in your own words what you're here to talk about?
1: Of course. So I am anonymous. Hello. Um, and I'm here to talk about an experience that I had when I was at the ripe age of 18 years old and (laughs) So so ripe, So, so, so ripe. Um, essentially when I was in high school, I started dating this guy who was so intertwined in my life. Like I knew him for, um, 10 years. Our families were friends. Our brothers were friends. It was just as much of an intertwine as you can get. We lived three minutes away from each other and, So we dated and he was like the biggest sweetheart in the beginning. Literally, we got along so well, did everything together. I lived with his family for a summer in the Hamptons and we went to California together, did everything, just got along so well. Um, When we went to college, it was obviously like such a disaster. Um, The first few weeks we were like in an open relationship and he kind of turned as a person, did you and go to the
0: same college or you guys went your separate ways to different colleges? We
1: went our separate ways and our colleges were a connecting flight away. So that okay. was a little tough to swallow. Um, I went to more of like a party school in quotes, but and he went to more of like a relaxed, focused on um, academics type of thing. Not that I wasn't, but still. Yeah. Um, and I remember I knew that things had taken a turn things had gotten pretty toxic when we decided that we were going to be like in an open relationship. And obviously that never works. And I remember we had a conversation saying, okay, like neither of us really want to be open. um, But let's take a look back to the last two weeks. Like, did you hook up with anyone? Did you do anything? And I said, yes, because I had, and I'm not going to lie. And he didn't speak to me for two days. And cause I wouldn't tell him who the person was. He wasn't mad. He was like, you could, but who's the person. And I was like, there's nothing that's going to come out of this. It's good. If you know his name, like there's nothing. And then I finally told him his name. Cause he wasn't speaking to me and he looked him up on Facebook and took a screenshot of his profile picture. And made it the background of his phone. Oh my God. Uh-huh. Shut up. And was like, I remember, I remember he sent me a screenshot and I could see like the time and the picture and it was like zoomed in. I was like, what is going on? I was like, this is not the person that I knew. Like, I don't know who this is. And he was like, if I like, if you hooked up with him then like, I need to like spend every day trying to be better than him and all this stuff. And I was like. This is so rough. Whose idea was it
0: to to be in an open relationship initially?
1: I think we both kind of felt pressure that like everyone was kind of breaking up before college. We didn't really want to break up. We didn't want to hinder each other's college experiences. And then I just think open relationships are not it. Like you're either in or you're out at that point. Um especially having built something for so long and like gotten so close. And I don't know, but, um, so after that, I knew that there was something going on with him. I knew that there was something off because that's not the person I've known for the past, at that point, 10 years. And time went on and, and things were starting to get better. And I had like full faith that they were getting better. And then I visited him in February of my freshman year of college, and was so happy to see him. And it was like the first night I was there. Took a connecting flight, it was so long, I was exhausted. Um, I walked in and I had to like do some homework or something, and I like didn't bring my laptop because I didn't think I would have to. But I was in a group project, and he had um, to do something for like his pledging for his frat so he had to like leave he was like I literally need to leave right now but like here's my computer get your work done like we'll have the weekend together I'm like okay great I get on the computer and text messages popped up from like literally the contact was Jenna the stripper
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> the
1: stripper. Stop! And it was talking. And, like, I'm not the kind of person who would, like, take a guy's phone and look through it. Like, that's not me. I cl- I had to click on the message. Like, you can't not click on the message. I don't,
0: I don't know anyone who, who would have um, the strength to yeah. not click on that. Yeah. Oh, my God. So,
1: I click on the message, and it's her sending her Snapchat, her sending like, oh, we're good for dinner at this time. Like it wasn't just like, a, oh, it was like, oh, we're going to dinner. Yeah. And I remember in that moment, I just lost it. Like I lost it. I called my mom and my sister, put them in like a three-way phone call and was like, get me out of here right now. Like yeah. I'm leaving and I left literally the next morning and we mm-hmm. had like this huge fight. Yeah. So what
0: happened when he came back to his room and, and, and you were there, you had seen this, what was that like?
1: So he didn't come back until the next morning Oh wow. because okay. he was pledging all night and I didn't sleep for one minute. I'm sure. Like I stayed up and just laid there and yeah, I just was thinking and tossing and turning. And it was like, the the pit in my stomach was the size of a freaking watermelon. (laughs) Like, it was the worst feeling. Because it's like, how do you know someone, you know, one version of someone. And it's like, you hold on to that. And then I knew that he was getting a bit lost. But it's like, at what point Is like getting lost an excuse for bringing someone like that into your life and like destroying something that was getting better or good. You know, like he was like my best friend. We were like so in sync with each other all the time. Um, And then, yeah, I left the next, so he didn't come back till the next morning and I sat him down and I was like, He came back with an egg on his head, like cracked on his head because he was pledging, and he was like crying because he was like so happy that I was there because he was pledging and he was sad. And I was like, listen, like I'm leaving. And he was like, what do you mean you're leaving? And I was like, tell Jenna this where I said, hello, but I'm leaving. Oh my God. And he like falls on the floor. (sighs) He blocked the door because he was like laying across the door crying And I had my bag already packed and I was walking down the stairs and we were like fighting over my bag. Like he kept taking my bag from me and running it back up to his dorm. Holy shit. And people were like around us watching. It was like a public thing. And I was like, I want, I, in my head, I was like, get me out of here. It was like such an out of body experience. And it was like this trauma like, I wanted to get out. I literally was like dreaming of being on that plane. Yeah. Oh my God.
0: So, holy shit. I mean, I I can't imagine how many times I would have like thought back to that moment and, and tried to even like process it. Cause at this point, like you didn't even have time to process it. You were just like in flight or fight mode. And what, so did you at any point ever end up having a conversation about it Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what, what happened next? So you finally, you got out of there, you got on the plane,
1: Mm -hmm. got on the plane. I went to New York for the weekend and then I flew back down to school and it just so happened that like classes were canceled. And I just like went out, I partied, I like hung out with my friends. I was like, I was fun to everyone else. But internally, I was so broken.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: I was so sad. And, like, we were just, like, talking in this, like, toxic way. He, like, sent me flowers. He, like, sent me a bunch of things. I spent that semester being, like, a fun version of myself. But I was really, looking back, the most broken I ever was. And I even ended up dating someone else from, like, let's see, that was in February, like, March to, like may wow and that poor guy because he was the sweetest person like i still to this day cannot say one bad thing about that person and i was just not a dateable version of myself and i think that it's so important to like really take those moments in and learn about yourself through heartbreak rather than be like emotionally unavailable, dating someone else and end up hurting them. Because like in these situations, you are building your, I guess, relationship toolbox. Yeah. And sometimes in that toolbox, you can have like a wrench that can fix things. And like you use your previous experiences to fix things in the future and say that you don't want to repeat history or you can literally have like a hammer in that toolbox and hurt other people. Like that's so hard.
0: I love how you're explaining this. I almost want to say like you should have this dating podcast because of that explaining. Yeah, I mean, so while you were going out and being this fun version of yourself and and hooking up with people, dating somebody new, was there any like outlet that you had? Like, were you talking to, to friends or your family or a therapist or anyone about what was really going on and how you were feeling and how this like really fucked you up?
1: I would talk to my friends about it. Um, I would, yeah, I would talk to them about it a lot. And we kind of just like made it into like a joke. Yeah. Because we were like, how else are we going to, how else am I going to swallow this pill? Like, how yeah. else am I going to really get through this rather than just laugh? Like, what the F happened back there? Like, How did something so great turn into like an absolute tornado? Um, And then that summer I came home and obviously like we lived so close together and there was a lot of like toxic texting back and forth. Like I'd block him. He'd email me. I would have to unblock him because he was in trouble or something like that. He called me and he was like, my parents are getting divorced. She's like, I'm in the Hamptons. My parents are getting divorced. My dad cheated on my mom with a younger woman and I'm in the Hamptons right now. And I don't know what to do. You need to get out here. Like I know that things have happened, but you need to get here. So I got in my car and drove two hours and I walked into that house and it was smooth sailing. Like his brother's friends were there. His parents were sitting on the couch arm in arm. He like completely lied to me, saying that they were getting divorced, whole thing was happening, and he just completely lied. And I walked in and they thought that I had like forgiven him. Oh. So he like tricked me.
0: What? Also, uh-huh. also for him for him to say my dad cheated. For mm-hmm. him to use that yeah. after the situation, like whatever you were in an open relationship, whatever like irrelevant, but for him to use that as the bait to hook you in is so messed up.
1: And the fact that it wasn't even true. Right. Oh my God.
0: What did you what did you say? What did you do?
1: I mean, I was there. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, you know exactly. I'm in the door, I'm out, I'm in the living room. Like I didn't know. What to do. <laughs> I just froze I like spoke to his brother and I was like I don't know what to do like this is this is what I was told like I I don't forgive him I don't I don't want to be with him I don't know what to do and I I left the next morning I like slept in the guest room left the next morning
0: what did his brother say back to that like was he shocked that that he could have like made something like this up to, to really. He was you just in. like,
1: Jesus. He was like yeah. Jesus. Like, yeah. what? And I was yeah. like, yeah. And then we like stopped talking after that. And then I started. I didn't, because I didn't handle what I needed to handle in that second semester and during that summer, it started to repeat on me and I started getting angry. And I, like, just got my, like, revenge, which is, again, like, you're never going to feel good with revenge. Like, the best revenge I heard, I think it was, I think I heard this on TikTok. The best revenge you could ever give someone is just, like, no contact, getting out of their lives, because the best revenge is them losing you. Like, I was abroad with one of his best friends from college and was like yep and hooked up with him and remember getting texts from my ex-boyfriend being like what did you do because the best friend texted him and was like feel free to beat me up when we get back to school wow and I was like in the moment I was like, Oh, like I did it. Like I got my revenge. And then I was like, wait a minute. I still feel pretty empty and broken. And that did not, you can't fix, like you you cannot fix that with a bandaid. Like that is not, and that's not even a bandaid. You're just hurting people on top of hurting people.
0: Yeah. And And this is two years, two years later now and it's two years later and
1: you're still feeling that way. If you don't deal with it head on in the moment and like really take moments for yourself, you're going to just keep cycling. Yeah. Wow. So
0: at what point do you think you finally actually let yourself deal with it and get to get yourself to a point where you were really feeling okay and and feeling like yourself again and, and maybe even in like an emotionally available place to move forward with your life.
1: Yeah. I think like senior year college, I was really getting, getting myself together again with that. Like I, I was dealing with things from the past that I should have started dealing with a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And I think that not dealing with it made that process so much longer so much longer than it even needed to be um, and then when I started like my first real job I worked with his ex-girlfriend who he dated after me Yikes. and we were drunk at a work event well I wasn't drunk she was drunk and she came up to me and just like wrecked me she was like you like your face has been ingrained in my head like all these years like I had to go to therapy because of you and I was oh like oh my god what did, I do? What, I did like, he have I your face as a background the whole
0: time that he was dating yeah her? like
1: yeah I was like <laughs> where was I in the picture like on your on his Instagram like are you really looking at that like I was like, he was free to move on. Like I was free to move on. That's not, I I have nothing to do with this. Like we have two paths right now. We could be enemies or we could be friends and I'm down to be friends. Like right. I had, I was so moved on at that point that I looked at her and was like, you gotta stop right now. Like I'm walking yeah. away. Like you have to stop.
0: Well, that's a, that's a really interesting that you bring that up and, and what she said. Cause I think more often than not, that situation happens like where, I know I was in a really, really toxic relationship at one point with somebody who the number of times I heard about his ex, the number of things I heard about his ex, like I, he, he he would tell me that he, like he had dated his ex for seven years. And after like two months being with me, he told me that like, he feels more connected to me than he ever did with her. But like, I would just always always hear about this girl until like every single day I was stalking her Instagram they lived in different states they hadn't talked in years he had her blocked everywhere but it was so clear that there were still so many unsolved things in his brain about their relationship and he hadn't fully moved past it and so I got caught up in this past that he was still caught up in and and it was so it was really difficult. And I'm sure that's exactly what happened here to no fault of yours is the thing. Mm -hmm. It had nothing to do with you. It could have been any other girl. It could have been any other ex. But it was the fact that like he clearly had unresolved issues in his head with a lot of it. I'm sure he probably hadn't forgiven himself. He probably knew he changed and lost something amazing. And that was coming up in conversation or in different ways with this new relationship. And I think that's something that's so important to think about because when we get into relationships and when we get out of relationships, there's so much that we need to make sure like, wait, am I actually good with this? Am I actually able to be in this relationship with this person or am I still mentally in that other relationship?
1: Exactly. In order to enter a relationship, you need to be the most available, emotionally available version of yourself you need to clear like you need to look back at your past and be like okay I'm good with that I'm good with that and I'm good with that yeah check your boxes
0: yeah and like I mean obviously you know like you you said like you that guy you dated after like poor him because he was amazing and you obviously weren't in that place Mm but it's that's why it's so hard when you when you go on dates with people and you find out they just got out of a, a long relationship because you're like, well, they're on a date. Like, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, but it is, in a way, a red flag. And not because it's such
1: a red flag. they're
0: automatically not ready to move on. Like, maybe they're the one who broke up with the person and they had already mourned the relationship. They were already there. They were already ready to move on and, and meet somebody who they did see a future with. But you never know.
1: I know. That's why sometimes it's yes, if they wanted to, they would, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely. If they want to make plans with you, they would. But sometimes when it comes to that next step and taking that plunge into a relationship, sometimes people just can't. Yeah. And sometimes people are transparent about it and sometimes they're not. It doesn't mean every time someone says like, no, I don't want something serious that they have an ex that they're still thinking about, mm-hmm. but sometimes you just can't give that to someone and honestly kudos to the people who are honest and don't do that and hurt someone else because I look back at the guy that I hurt years ago and I still regret it and I still feel bad sometimes and like I've said sorry a million times and we still keep in touch and like he's just the best but I could never like give that to him and he was so nice and did everything right And we've been in that position so many times as girls. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, everyone from most people who listen to seeing other people know, like when I first started going on dates with Jonah, I was going home and crying over my ex. And so I finally said to him, look, like I like you, but I'm not okay right now. And I was not ready for anything. And I I'm not there yet. I'm not like it's too soon for me. Um, And the reason I, I thought about that just now is because what you said about like if he wanted to he would and and the x thing is jonah has this really deep not deep but like he really believes in this theory that like if if somebody disappears or if somebody like if some behavior changes very quickly there's always an x involved yep <laughs> and i think there is a lot a lot of truth to that Yep. And the, the biggest thing is that like a lot of times people just don't want to admit to themselves. It's not even like, oh, like they, they feel like they're moved on. So like they, they have nothing to admit to the other person. It's that like, they're trying to convince themselves that they're ready and that they are emotionally available and that they can move forward when they really haven't worked through anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Okay, so after, yeah. Oh my god, I still I have so many. I'm still like, holy shit, about Jenna the stripper. Um, <laughs> did you ever find out? Actually, I'm curious. Did you ever find out if their whatever ship situation, relations, like, was it more than just her being a stripper? Like, because you mentioned like there were talks of dinner plans. I'm not entirely familiar with the rapport between stripper and strippy but I mean, maybe.
1: <laughs> thank god but um I think that I don't know if they actually went out to dinner I don't know what how, I didn't want to know
0: yeah
1: um but I'm such an FBI agent like <laughs> I can find anything and so I obviously found like her little blog and whatever Shut up. <laughs> I was like looking through with God. just her location, name, and occupation. Like I went in and I found all of that. And did that help you in any way? Absolutely not. Yeah. Stalking the X's doesn't help. No.
0: Making making people your phone background doesn't, doesn't help.
1: Does not help. <laughs> wow.
0: Okay, so now obviously it's been a lot of years you're you're out of this it it you're here talking to me about it. It does sound like you've processed it. you've done the work. it took a lot longer than you wanted to. but how does this play into your relationships now or, or your relationships after you graduated college and and started to really move forward and and maybe date people and how what it, like what did you learn about yourself from this and how does it come up or not come up in the way you date and the way you like maybe trust people now
1: yeah so i think after i moved to the city i was like queen of the three monthers yeah <laughs> I was, like dating someone for 3 months and then as soon as it started to get a little bit more serious i kind of like would get nervous and kind of run away a little bit yeah. um but i met someone like right before the pandemic who like I really fell for really quickly. Um, And I think that with him, the way this plays into it, and this is something that I'm currently working on is like speaking my truth and saying how I feel and being just really open with what's on my mind. Like his line is like, you think that I can read your mind. I can't read your mind. Like, tell me what you're thinking And then we can work through something, but I'm so bad at that and I'm working on it and I'm learning about like attachment theories and, um, how those really come into play and how to mimic like secure attachments. And if you haven't learned about attachment theories. This is for like listeners. Definitely do it. I'm reading a book called attached. It's great. great. Um, It teaches you, it's great. It teaches you how to like mimic secure attachments. And um, there are little things like, you know, if you're, if you're really not getting what you want in a relationship, like I'll just run away and be like, why aren't they chasing me? Right. Like, this is so weird. Why aren't they chasing me? Like I just ran Yeah. when it's like a secure attachment, a person with secure attachment will be like, okay, this is what I need. This is how I feel like, and that's it. Yeah.
0: Well, that's interesting that, that you bring up like, why aren't they chasing me? Because it, it, it clearly does stem from like, you did run away and he did chase you. Uh-huh. And that was obviously like, that was your first, like that was a real intense first relationship experience. Mm-hmm. And so we take so much of that and it like implants itself into our brains as what we think is normal. And so we think like in that situation, you learned like if I leave, he will do everything he can to get me back. He will Mm -hmm. send me flowers. He will email me even when I've blocked him, like Mm -hmm. he will do whatever it takes. And then we get into dating situations with other people and that just doesn't happen. And that's like, I think one of the hardest things about dating is that like our brains get trained a certain way because of our experiences, but then we experience dating other people. And it's completely, completely different.
1: 100%. 100%. No, it's, I mean, it's obviously a thing that I'm actively working on, really trying to make sure that everything that I say and do is like intentional and like think before these these like bigger conversations and really my new thing is, like if I walk into a big conversation with someone that I'm like in a relationship with, um, dating, whatever, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I will come with three bullet points. And if I don't that are in my mind, like when I go to sleep at night, and if I don't hit on those three bullet points, then I did not say that everything that I needed to say. And you come to those conversations prepared and, if you said those three bullet points, you can put your head on the pillow at night and know that you said everything you needed to say or wanted to say deep down in there, um, and just like making that effort to be like so transparent with yourself, and like doing yourself that favor, doing the other person that favor, of really like, I don't know.
0: No, I yeah. love that. I love that, and and it makes sense. You're doing yourself favor, and you're doing the other person a favor because. Like, like you said about his line, like he doesn't know what's happening in your head. He can't read your Mm -hmm. mind. And relationships aren't going to work unless you learn how to communicate that. And I love your strategy of coming and like preparing and having these bullet points and knowing like in order to actually get through what you need to say, you have to say all three of those things. Two out of three, Mm -hmm. you're still going to be up at night.
1: Yep. Yep. And it's not even about what the other person says. Like, I feel like In the past when I was dating, even like when I first got to the city, when I was dating, I was always like, oh, what should I say to make him feel this way? Mm -hmm. And like putting that strategy behind it and drop all of that. Like who cares what someone else thinks of you? It's about what you think of yourself. Number one, say what you need to say and understand that like someone else's emotions you cannot control. Yeah. And if the person doesn't,
0: like, isn't giving you responses that are helpful, isn't giving you responses that move things forward, that are, like, conducive to working through things, then that's not your person. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And that's something that's really hard to accept, also, Mm -hmm. but it's something that's really important to know. Mm -hmm. Like, the right person will be able to work through those three bullet points with you. They won't ignore two of them and just talk about one, they will make sure that you feel heard. And that everything that you said, like they take into consideration and and make sure that you feel like the conversation was productive. Um, One question I have for you. So I know in your email, I have that pulled up in front of me. You mentioned that your biggest flaws in that relationship you found later was that you were lying to yourself about your needs and feelings. And I'm curious what that consisted of and, and what maybe like led to that happening and what you ended up doing about it
1: in my current situation. Yes. Yeah. So I think, um, he has like a very like demanding job, but like, come on, demanding job. Astronauts (laughs) have people that they commit to like, let me know. Um, yeah, I think like whenever we had like bigger conversations, um, he'd be like, yeah. Like, wasn't like not really looking for a longer term thing. And I was like, yeah, like I wasn't either. Like we've kind of been going through this cycle of like, we're like talking, seeing each other and then like I'll run and like we won't talk for two months and then like it'll happen again. But I was like acting like I was fine with that when in the back of my head, I was like, okay, when is this going to change? Like, when is this, when is this ball going to drop? And it never did. And like. The thing is, you also have to listen, you also have to listen to yourself with what you need. And if someone's not giving that to you, you gotta walk away. It's and it's so, so hard. it is so hard. Especially when you have like amazing chemistry with someone, when you they like quickly become your best friend and like talk every day. But if someone's not giving you what you need at the end of the day, there's that baseline of yeah. like, okay, what's the pulse here? And if someone's not reaching that,
0: yeah. you have to walk away. It's so hard, but it's like, it's okay if, if it's not working. It sometimes, no matter how hard you try, you can't force something to work out. And I mean, as you're saying this, like there's a situation that i let myself stay in for literally two years where Mm -hmm. this guy was one of my very good friends and I'll be straight up. Like it's somebody who came on an unfiltered episode. um, And I talked about the fact that we had history. So if you guys have listened to the other unfiltered episodes, you can probably put two and two together, but we were like, he was my best guy friend, a friend introduced us um, to like network together. And um, on our first like networking drinks, I was like, Oh, this kind of feels like more like a date. I'm not really sure. Um, and we ended up we started chatting and we ended up getting like networking drinks, quote unquote, again. Mm-hmm. And he he kissed me at the end and I was like, Okay, so that was a date. And from there, it was like every we 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 would start talking every single day. We'd be texting, we'd FaceTime every single day. It was like this kid became my best friend, even though like we weren't actively seeing each other every week or like every few weeks. Like we'd maybe see each other like every two months when we would it'd be incredible it would be it would feel like the best date ever Mm -hmm. um and then sometimes we'd see each other like every week for like a month straight and I'd be like oh like what's going on here like where is this going and he'd be like oh like I mean I love hanging out with you but like I'm so not looking for anything right now and I I would just get crushed instantly I was like wait but like we literally have been talking every day for like six months now we just went on like four dates in a row what like you're introducing me to people like I'm what do you mean
1: And like a meeting of family members. Yeah. And what's going on?
0: And he would just be like, Yeah, go on. Like you're one of my best friends. Like I love talking to you and hanging out with you. But like I'm just not looking for anything. And I'd be like, What do you mean? Like I I don't understand. Like I'm one of your best friends. Like you talk to me every day. You kiss me sometimes. Like I've slept Mm -hmm. over at your apartment, but like we're just like, we're just friends. Like I don't understand this. And and you don't understand. I let this go on. This was on and off like that for two years. Mm Mm-hmm and it was heart-wrenching i i like can't tell you the number of times i cried over this guy because it was just like it was so confusing and but it it wasn't confusing he just he didn't want to date me is what it came down to <laughs> he straight up just didn't want to date me and yes we had chemistry yes we could talk every single day every single night and never run out of things to talk about but we were never going to end up in a relationship and he would tell me that. He would be like, we're not going to date. Like, I don't want a relationship. I'm focusing on work. Like, I'm like dating. I'm dating around. I like going out and hooking up with people. Like, yes, I like you, but we're not dating, Alana. Yeah. And it, it, it always just made me feel like, well, what's wrong with me? Why am I not enough? Why am I not good enough? Like, what if I was like... Blonde or skinnier or, or prettier, like, would I be enough for him then? But, like, it had nothing to do with that. It's just that we were never going to date, but I never let myself accept that. And yep. I just let myself stay in this cycle where I kept getting hurt. And every few months, I would end up crying over him. And it's, It's so tough and it, it hurts like hell. And like, that's kind of why I wanted to go on this rant about it, because I'm sure there are people listening who are in this right now. And yes, you want to make it work. You believe that if only like they would just give it a real chance for once, like it will work, but that's not the way to start a relationship. And, and it's not a relationship that is going to start. It's just not. And you're doing yourself such a disservice by by lying to yourself and saying you're okay with it, you're okay with the date every month or like talking all the time, but knowing that they're going out with other people, like you're not okay with it. It's not nope. what you deserve. It's not how you should be treated and it's not going to go anywhere. And that is my, <laughs> thanks for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
1: I mean, one, the, chem- the like amazing chemistry, seeing them like once a month, like that is definition cheap rails. like yeah. that is a moment in time that feels great but the repercussions of it suck like feeling like and it's like oh my god I read this thing on modern love for New York Times and it was like in my situationship she goes I changed his name to Prosecco in my phone oh my god because every time I saw him I had an emotional hangover wow which makes so much sense. And I think that we kind of hold on to those like one-off stories or like, oh, I changed him. Yeah. But in reality, you can't change someone. It's it's finding that like perfect storm person where like they're ready to be changed, but you just kind of think you changed them or like they're a moment kind of snaps in for them where they feel like they're ready, whatever. But that's like 0.05 in a million. I mean, yeah. come on. It's, it's so, and we go back to the statement of like, if he wanted to, he would. Maybe he just can't in that time. Yeah. Maybe 1,000%. it can always be like perfect package, wrong address. Yeah. Oh my God. I and love that's okay. Okay. That.
0: Well, it's also like maybe there was it would have been somebody in those few years after this first situation happened for you where like you really liked like you wanted to make it work with somebody, but you couldn't. There was no way it was never going to work because you were not in the right mindset. You weren't in the right place. I mean, if I
1: could if I could go back and make it work with that guy that I dated freshman mm-hmm. year after my ex, he was so good looking. So just like a talented human being. So, so sweet. Literally my family was obsessed with him. Like after I broke up with him, my grandma was like, Okay, since you broke up with him, do you think like your sister could date him?
0: Oh my god. I and I was that. like,
1: mm, I don't think it works that way. So funny. She was like, We just want him around. And I was like, I know, but like I mess that up and I take responsibility for that. But like perfect package wrong address at yeah. that point.
0: And if you think that like you you met somebody and you're gonna be the one to change them if that thought even crosses your mind where it's like, okay, this could work. I just have to change them. Like I'm going to be the one to change them. I'm going to be one, the one to change this person to, into being the relationship guy. I'm going to change this girl into being like the girl who knows that like, I'm the guy for them. Like if, if that thought crosses your mind of like, I'm going to be the one to change them run. (laughs) Run sprint (laughs) sprint. (laughs) (laughs) because
1: you you should
0: not you should never have to go into a situation thinking I'm going to change this person into the person that like is going to work in a relationship with me like I'm going to change myself to be how they want me to be that's not the foundation that a relationship can be built on. That's not yep. a relationship that will ever work. And you shouldn't have to change somebody and you shouldn't have I to know. want to change somebody either.
1: I know. Like I there's mean, somebody
0: if, else out there that you're not going to have to think like, Oh, I'm I'm going to save them. I'm going to change them. I'm going to fix them. That's not what this is about. That's not what we're here for.
1: That's signs of an emotionally unavailable person. <laughs> yes. But I mean, in my situation, it was like, everything was going so well and we were three months in and we were like cooking dinner one night together and he like dropped an album and I couldn't say it back in that moment. Cause like, I honestly didn't feel it. And I was like, I'm going to be honest with myself. Like, I don't, I don't feel that way yet. And after that, like, I didn't say it back. He didn't text me for like two weeks. Oh my and he God, like, ghosted me. And I was like, where'd you go? I was
0: like, were, oh, you reaching me, out, where'd you go? were you reaching out to him at all and he just I wasn't I called answering him like
1: once because I was okay. just so I was just you like, knew
0: what he, you knew what was going I on I knew
1: for him. but then I called him then he called me at like 11 a.m during a work day I will never forget this he was like I just feel like I'm like I'm I'm like oh you're undateable but you love me but you right okay yeah <laughs> that, makes <What>? <laughs> that makes so much sense so it's not even like he said in the beginning like i'm not looking for something serious he was like here are all, as here's everything that shows you that i'm looking for something serious here's my feelings for you here's like all this other stuff but the bottom line is i can't give you that yeah and that's just not fair no you just can't do that to someone and then we tried things again a, like a while after and I just got so mad at him for something that he did. It was like, he like worked overnight for like two weeks and then like didn't text me the next day, but like posted stories going out and we were at the same bar and didn't know that was what it was. We were Whoa. at the same bar and didn't know that we were at the same bar and didn't run into each other.
0: I wonder if I could guess what bar it
1: is. We'll talk later. (laughs) (laughs) And after that, I was like, I texted because we usually called and I wanted all of my thoughts to be on paper or on phone, whatever. And his response was like, I mean, I don't think I treated you poorly. That's not correct. It was like, I just wasn't looking for something longer term. I'm like, okay, you do everything someone who's looking for something serious does. And I thought we were giving this another shot, but you're still on that bottom line, but you couldn't be open and honest about it at first because then maybe I wouldn't have put this time in.
0: Yeah. It's not fair.
1: It's not fair. And like I was seeing other people during the time and my mom was like, I know how much you like him and I know that you're seeing other people because you want to prove to yourself that you don't like him as much as you do. And that's not, again, not fair to the other people, but I mean, in those situations, you just got to walk away. Yeah.
0: It's, it's scary how careless so many of us can be when it comes to other people's feelings. And it's not like just guys, just girls, or just like all of our exes. Like it's, it's been us too. Like we all end up getting caught up in this. Yeah, we're all guilty of it. Sometimes we don't know what we want. Sometimes we're confused. Sometimes we think we want something, but we're not ready for it. But it's just it's really scary to think about because think about all the times that we've been hurt. And we always focus on the times that we've been hurt and the people that hurt us. But I'm I know there are people that I've hurt. I know there Hmm. are people whose hearts I've broken and who I did not treat right. And I'm the one out here talking about, like, oh, like. Be like, be upfront, communicate. Like there are times where I haven't done that, but it's it's like, we just have to really.
1: Like, do our best.
0: We have to do our best and we have to learn and mm-hmm. be better and think about what situation we're entering before we enter it and and think like, is this an okay situation? Is this good for me? Is this good for them? Or is this something I should not be involving myself with?
1: Yep. Yeah. And I think that the bottom line is like, that comes from heartbreak when we don't realize how much strength there is in heartbreak. Like you learn so much about yourself and like sit with that. Spend time alone, like work out, get it together, but do that internally. Don't do that at another person's expense. Yeah. And just learn about yourself. Like, you will learn so much about yourself during heartbreak.
0: And and you'll change. You'll become a better person and yeah. the a better version of yourself. And mm-hmm. I mean, I know, like I always say, like I almost wouldn't take back the the times I've been heartbroken and, and the people who have hurt me. Like I wouldn't change those experiences because as much as they sucked, like my friends and I literally referred to them as my dark days because they were really fucking yep. dark that's what made me who I am. And that's why I'm here doing this. And that's like why I'm in the relationship that I'm in now. And, but, but it's because I put the work in and I, Mm -hmm. I let myself be heartbroken
1: and you have to do that.
0: You can't ignore it. You can't pretend you're fine Mm -hmm. because you're not.
1: No. And you need to take that time, not dating other people and, and, build your toolbox, learn from your previous experiences and learn how to work those tools with like a new relationship and make that so great.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Well, mm-hmm. we're going to go get you a dating podcast because <laughs> <laughs> like, I I want to say like you hosted this. I wasn't even <laughs> here. You can take over seeing other people. Um,
1: I'm down to go back anytime. Please have me.
0: I literally will. Like for real, that was that was really great. And, and I I feel like we went in like intending to talk about one thing and ended up like talking about so many things. And I, mm-hmm. I really appreciate this conversation. And I feel like there's so much that we talked about that's so important that people don't talk about enough. And I'm just, I'm really, really happy that you came on. So thank you so much. I'm so happy. Thank you. And to everyone listening, thank you so much for listening to Unfiltered. As always, make sure you're following, seeing other people on Instagram, send this episode to a friend. If you think that you have a friend who would benefit from listening, hit us with a five star rating. Don't hit us, but like leave a five star rating and review. and. Thank you for listening to Unfiltered. We'll see you next time.